are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also joining me, my co-host, Benny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Benny Rotino. Also catch him as part of the pre- and post-game show for Valley Sports Wisconsin before and after your Milwaukee Brewers games. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you're new to the show, just want to let you know that we post episodes five days a week, Monday through Friday, so plenty of opportunities to listen to some quality content on your first place Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, On today's episode, we will be recapping Wednesday's game as the Brewers continue to dominate uh, the San Francisco Giants who did have the best record in in the league coming into the series and the Brewers have kind of helped change that uh, so we'll talk about that got some news as well some injury news to get into before we dive into all of that let me remind you about our Locked On MLB podcast join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, as, as I've been doing lately, I'd like to start off this first segment kind of highlighting the star from the game. Uh, and the star for me on Wednesday, Vinny, had to be Lorenzo Kane. I think... Um, you know, you look at it, he had the two RBI single in the second, which put the Brewers up two to nothing. He came up later, had a big home run in the ninth inning that kind of put the game on ice, uh, which, which was just a one run lead. He extended that a little bit in total. He went two for three, had two runs, three RBIs, a walk and a stolen base as well. So doing a little bit of everything on the offensive side. He's now slashing 246, 318, 395. Certainly not great by any means, but uh, you know, solid for your eighth hole hitter. Also has a 713 OPS. Again, pretty solid for an eight hole hitter and seven home runs with 11 stolen bases. So giving you that speed power combo. Again, hasn't played a ton this year. Hasn't played a lot healthy this year. So still pretty solid there. You may see him get to 10 and 10, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, he's hit home runs in back-to-back games in this series. He picked up two hits in each of those games as well, so possibly getting a little hot here. Um, Vinny, but, I mean, I, I I pick on Kane here because, yes, I do think he was a player of the game, had three RBIs in this one, but it also just has me kind of excited to think about what this lineup could be if you get a healthy and productive Kane in the eighth spot. I mean, we really haven't been counting on Kane for anything but, I mean, just we've already talked about how deep this lineup is. If Kane can get going, man, this lineup is just so deadly. So I did a, uh, I 100% agree, I did a, a piece, uh, a segment last night on the show about um, <clears throat> the lineup right now since uh, July 22nd. Um, and, and I'm sorry, since July 23rd, and that's when Rowdy Telez took over at first base, and I, but also when Lorenzo Cain got healthy. It's roughly the same timeline, same thing with Colton Wong. So since that time, 
they do not have a hole in the lineup. Uh, the OPS numbers since that time of July 23rd is everyone's over uh, 700 OPS, uh, which is crazy to think about considering where their lineup was previously. I don't know if you remember um, some of the batting averages uh, when you would take a look at the lineup before the games were pretty anemic. There were outs all over the lineup for opposing pitching staffs to get. And to your point, now Lorenzo Cain is swinging the bat really well. He has a knack for coming up with big hits. His, he's got a 301 career batting average in the month of September. This guy's a big game player. He loves playing. You know, when it starts to get to be a little bit cooler out and, and you know, fall baseball, uh, he's played in a couple of World Series. Um, this guy is, uh, it's a really good sign that he's starting to swing the bat as well as he is. Uh, and yes, it is a, a shot in the arm. Um, uh, not really that needed shot in the arm to this Brewers offense, but it's a little extra boost to the, this Brewers offense has been really producing at a high clip lately. Yeah, somebody had posed a question in one of our mailbags a couple of weeks ago. You know, what what is the the future for Lorenzo Cain in this lineup? And, you know, I said at that time, if you view him as an, an eight-hole hitter, a guy that's going to come up with some big hits, get on base, you know, provide a little bit of power, speed every now and then, but not be that top-of-the-lineup guy that we're used to seeing from Cain, then I think you're going to be happy with him moving forward. You know, fortunately, with the additions made and guys stepping up, it's afforded the Brewers that opportunity to move him down in the lineup and be okay with him there because they they have production at the top now. You don't need Kane to be that leadoff guy or even that two-hole hitter anymore. Um, again, it just speaks to, to where the lineup is. And so to now have a guy like Kane, who, like you said, a big player, guy who lives you know for those big moments, and now have him in the eight-hole and have him start producing like he is right now, I mean, that's just <laughs> – icing on the cake i mean this team is so deadly now like you said you look up and down and there's just really not an out to get there and that's not something we could have said the first half of the season um like you said they've been really good obviously they've been really good since the adamas trade but even more so since you know getting to les getting eduardo escobar getting healthy Kane back Yelich starting to turn things around i mean this team is just really trending up at exactly the right time. Now we got just got to keep these guys healthy and get them to October. Uh, we'll take a break here, and then we'll come back and recap the rest of the takeaways from Wednesday's big win. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Benny, so let's jump into Wednesday's game and some of the bigger takeaways from this game. Um, you know, we, we talked about it on, uh, on Wednesday's podcast. I mean, this is a game on paper heavily favored the Giants with perhaps their best pitcher on the mound and Kevin Gosman and the Brewers perhaps sixth best pitcher on the mound and Brett Anderson 
Um, but again, as you said, and um, you know, I talked about it with some listeners on Twitter as well, this team just doesn't care right now. They feel like they can beat anybody when they, they take the field, and that was exactly the mentality he had. They took that early 2-0 lead I mentioned earlier on that Kane single. Um, and Brett Anderson you know, worked out of a jam in the first, took a 103-mile-per-hour liner off his pitching shoulder in the second. He managed to pitch through the pain and get out of that second inning. So you know, anybody that wants to call Brett Anderson soft, saw people doing that on Twitter, you can just stop that right now. That would have sent most people crying, uh, sent them home after getting hit by that. He was able to finish that inning and get through it without giving up any, any runs there. Um, that being said, Vinny, it's still another start in which you know he had to leave early as a result of an injury. Uh, I know it's frustrating for him. It's frustrating for fans as well because it taxes that bullpen. Uh, but again, certainly not his fault. Um, glad to see him, you know, work through that, get out of that inning. But, uh, Vinny, you ever taken any serious hits like that? Well, I mean, I got drilled by a hundred mile an hour fastball by, um, Jordani Ventura, wow, okay. the late Jordani Ventura right in the back. Um, so it probably feels similar to that. <laughs> no, it's three miles an hour off, but yeah, not, does not feel good. Um, Brandon Anderson is, is, is gutsy. Like, I think he knows that he, he doesn't have the stuff that the other guys in the rotation have, the swing and miss stuff. But, man, he, he's, he brings another element to this team. He, he's been pretty good um, and pretty steady all year when he's been healthy. So, um, yeah, the injury bug has really just kind of got him, but he's been able – look, and the other thing people have to realize, it's hard to perform when you are battling so many injuries back and forth to the IL. It's – it's demoralizing. The guy's a competitor. He wants to pitch. He wants to help the team. And his body isn't necessarily holding up for him. That's a very frustrating thing to go through as an athlete. And then for him to perform the way he's performed, it's been pretty good despite all that. So I, I think we have to tip our, our cap a little bit to Brandon Anderson the innings that he's given the Brewers this year. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on that a little bit more because I think Brett Anderson has done you know, exactly what the Brewers signed him to do. You know, take the ball relatively every uh, f- five or six days. Brewers having the six-man rotation, giving them quality innings. But I-, I wonder about his future on this team and what they do with him going forward. I mean, I think for the rest of the regular season, especially with the cushion the Brewers have in the division, you know, he's going to continue to just take the ball and, and eat some innings uh, where he can. But I don't see him really having a role on a postseason roster unless they just bring him in there as a guy to – um, you know, eat innings and in a blowout one way or the other. What is your kind of outlook on Brett Anderson the rest of the way and going into the postseason with the Brewers? Um, similar to yours in terms of the, the ability to eat innings. When he's healthy, just get as many innings as he can to kind of keep everybody fresh. But I'm kind of with you. I've never thought about this until last night. Uh, co-host, uh, pre and post last night, Darren Melendez brought, brought it up off, off the air about just maybe he won't be on the playoff roster. I never even thought of that. Just, but it's a real possibility for him. I mean, where does he fit? Um, I think there's better options in terms of what council calls out getters. Just in terms of pure stuff. Um, just the only I think the only shot he's got is, is if um, you know they um, start a new series and let's say someone gets dinged or um they just need a start from him that's pretty much the only i I just can't foresee that happening but uh 
which is which is unfortunate because he's gonna be he's he's been a piece that's helped this team be where they're at at this point. Um, and so it's it's tough. I'm sure it's going to be tough if that is the decision that the Brewers decide to make. It's going to be tough on him because he he's been a big part of this, and um, it's not going to feel good to get left off those rosters. Guys get real uh, kind of emotional about those decisions, um, you know, and rightfully so. Right? They've been with the team all year, and they've helped them get there. Get there, and then if they they get left off, be interesting to see what happens with Brandon Anderson. Yeah, it is interesting. I, you know, I was thinking about that too on uh, Wednesday's game. Uh, I, I just don't see really a need for him on the postseason roster, but that doesn't mean I don't think he's been or hasn't been valuable to this team. Like I said at the beginning, I think he's done everything the Brewers needed him to do and maybe more. Uh, he's been certainly great, giving them a lot of quality starts, uh, getting them some, some good wins. I just don't really know where he fits on a postseason roster. I think there are more or there are better, you know, high leverage, higher velocity arms that you could use coming out of the bullpen. Because like you said, I don't see him starting a game in the postseason unless there's some injuries, and we certainly hope that doesn't happen. Kind of similar to what I saw with the Atlanta Braves a few years ago when Julio Tehran was, you know, their fourth, fifth starter. Made really good starts for them throughout the year, quality starter. But they left him out the postseason roster because they're just – wasn't a spot for him, especially in a, going into the first series in a five-game series. Just really no need to have him on that roster. So, be curious to see how that plays out, whether he makes the postseason roster or not. Either way, I think he's been very good for the Brewers this season. So, definitely don't want to lose sight of that. But because he did only go two innings, this bullpen was taxed, had to throw a lot of innings, and honestly, we're really good outside of an inning from Justin Topa, where I got hit hard and then. Kind of had some unluck as well um, with that Buster Posey hit. He just punched into right field, uh, but did give up some hard hit balls there. He's still trying to find his rhythm at the major league level since coming back from injury. But outside of him, everybody else was really solid. Strickland threw two scoreless. Daniel Norris even had a scoreless frame with two strikeouts. I'm going to be completely honest. I forgot Daniel Norris was even on this team until he came into the game last night. Uh, I haven't seen him a lot lately, but a good inning from him. And then Brad Boxberger, Jake Cousins, and Josh Hader finished off the game with three scoreless innings. All in all, the bullpen struck out 11 batters over seven innings. Um, just dominant stuff there. Hater, we talked about how he didn't strike out anybody uh, the night before, strikes out the side this time around. So I guess he listened to the podcast and wanted to prove a point there. But uh, the bullpen was just absolutely excellent in relief of Brett Anderson, who only went two innings, Vinny. Uh, the bullpen has been surprisingly like dominant all year. I mean, we talked about how um, how many times have we had a podcast early in the season where we were concerned about the middle relief options. I mean, um, the names that they, the Brewers are running out there in the middle relief options in, in games that they needed to win um, early on, you know, it was not pretty. Now it's turned into um, a totally dominant group. Um, they have six options, six real options when they're winning a, winning a game. It's Hunter Strickland, who's been an unsung hero to this club. Take a look at his numbers since he's been over with the Brewers. It's it's astounding. He's given up 12 hits in like 24 innings, 25 innings. Amazing. Strike, striking out a guy in an inning. <clears throat> you got Strickland. You got Suters. Pitched really, really well. And you got Jake Cousins. They signed off the street who doesn't give up hits and only strikes guys out. And then you got 
you got the three-headed monster at the back of the pen, right? So, like, Brad Boxberger right now could be closing for, like, 20 teams, right, and doing a phenomenal job. And he's throwing the seven for the Brewers. And then, obviously, Devin Williams, he's been historically good again um, since, I don't want to say since, like, May, figured some things out um, from his struggles early in the season. And then, obviously, Josh Hader. Um, I mean, my goodness. Um, I want to say that the – the Brewers bullpen is leading the league at strikeout percentage, which is amazing. Um, they're leading the league. They're, so they're striking everybody out. <clears throat> they're not giving up hits. Um, they're holding leads. Their record when they're winning it after the seventh is they have three losses on the air. I don't know how many wins. I forget the number, but they have literally three losses. And then they have one loss when they're winning after nine, or I'm sorry, after eight innings. Um, so they just don't relinquish leads. Obviously, it has a lot to do with Josh Hader, but the rest of these guys have really stepped up, and it's really um, provided the Brewers uh, an ability to like shorten the games. And so that's why I think this team has a real shot to win the World Series. And I said it multiple times in the show last night, that's why I think this team is the best team in baseball. So yeah. I said it, another hot take. Yep, there you hot go. take, Vinny. No, I, I don't, I mean... <laughs> I don't think you're far off. I mean, they just took down the team that had the best record in baseball, um, taking them out three in a row. Obviously got one more this afternoon, but certainly making a loud statement there. I I don't know if you heard this after the game or if it was asked of counsel. I didn't see it anywhere. Do you know why he went to Cousins in the eighth over Devin Williams? Was Williams just not available on Wednesday? Williams was down. Williams was down last night. Yep. All right. I figured that was the case, but I didn't hear anything post-game. So wanted to check with you. I'm sure you heard something there. Um, and then while Lorenzo Kane may have been the player of the game for me, Jace Peterson had the at-bat of the game for me uh, in the seventh inning. He had that two-out RBI line drive to put the Brewers back on top. Just kind of poked it out to left field. I saw him try to do that earlier in the game and couldn't get it done. And then later in that seventh inning was able to drive it the other way. Uh, I mean, we are we have become pro Jace, Jace Peterson podcast here, Vinny. Just a great at-bat from him. Um, good approach, able to poke it the other way, drive in the run, and give the Brewers the lead there in the seventh. Yep. Andy Haynes is a guy that helped him. Um, another guy that Andy Haynes helped. I mean, he's been he's been phenomenal since that June, uh, sorry, July 23rd date. He's got like a, an 890 OPS, right? So this guy has been, has been hitting the ball where it's pitched. He's been swinging at strikes only. I mean, the guy doesn't chase outside the zone. It's you know he'll take a he'll take a pitch and, and go the other way all the time. It's it's really really cool to see him take that approach. But then he's also got the sock to juice some balls into the gaps and over the fence. So I mean this guy that at bat last night was yeah it was the bat of the game. It was a tie ball game. And we just talked about how good this bullpen's been. Uh, you handed over to Bur- uh, Brad Boxberger in the seventh after that big hit. So that was huge. Um, just to, in terms of you know, getting the lead at that point in the game was was huge, and that was all due to that Jace Peterson knock the other way. Um, just phenomenal, phenomenal job that this guy has done lately. Yeah, that's a good point by you, too. If they don't take that lead there, maybe Council Gold goes with a different bullpen arm. No, trying to save those big three in the back end. Uh, but Peterson getting that hit, giving the Brewers a lead, allowed Council to feel more confident going to Boxberger there in the bottom of the seventh and kind of calling on those big three minus Devin Williams. Uh, Cousins getting into a jam, but got himself out of it in the eighth 
again two nights in a row now he's done that and then hater finishing things off and then also uh just your daily hit for christian yelich's hit streaks up to 11 games he's got a hit in the last 19 games that he started in so another day another hit for christian yelich good to see take one more break and then we'll come back give you some news uh injury updates and also talk about thursday afternoon's game BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days, it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. Why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone and find any make and model of any kind of auto part that you need. And there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days, but the biggest one is obviously to save money. So don't. why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or a new car dealership? They have everything you need at Rock Auto from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and do us a favor, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, so let's wrap things up here with some news items and then quickly preview Thursday afternoon's game. Uh, the Brewers, with their win on Wednesday, matched their biggest division lead in franchise history at 10.5 games, and they are 30 games over 500. Just absolutely amazing what this team has done. Um, Manny Pena was placed on the I.L. with a left oblique strain. Luke Mayle was Mayley was called up to replace him as the backup catcher. Uh, Pena tried to work through it, but couldn't. Uh, but the Brewers couldn't take the risk of only having one healthy catcher. Sounds like it's nothing too serious for Pena. Should be back shortly after his IL stint. Uh, we mentioned it on Wednesday's podcast. Daniel Vogelbach and Justin Topa were added as September call-ups. Um, Angel Perdomo was moved to the 60-day IL to clear a roster spot for Vogelbach. And the Brewers are uh, some really good news here. The Brewers are expected to reinstate Eduardo Escobar from the aisle on Friday against the Cardinals. Uh, Did some intense workouts on Wednesday. Everything checked out. So it looks like could have Escobar back this weekend, which is just great. We talked about how deep and talented this lineup is right now. I mean, getting Escobar back just um, does wonders even more so for how good this lineup has been. So great to have him back coming back soon. Thursday, uh, Brewers and Giants will play the finale of this series. Brewers already have the four-game series win. We're looking to go for a four-game sweep on the road in the Giants against the Giants, which would just be incredible. This game is free to watch on YouTube, so uh, if you're looking for the game, make sure you head on over to YouTube where you can find it. But again, another difficult pitching matchup on paper definitely favors the Giants here with Eric Lauer versus Logan Webb. I mentioned Logan Webb a couple times this week. Uh, just 
came out of nowhere for me. I'd never heard of this guy. All of a sudden, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball with the Giants this season. Been really great for them. Uh, but, Vinny, what do you see in this matchup? And are you, got, you ready to guarantee another win for the Brewers in a series sweep? Garen's another win guaranteed. Okay. Um, this kid is this kid's good. I actually saw him on the backfield when he was rehabbing his shoulder, I believe, in 2019. Uh, saw him pitching Scottsdale. He had a good arm, heavy heavy ball comes out. But yeah, certainly they they unlock something with this kid, just like they unlock some of Kevin Gosman. They continue to do a really nice job with helping some of these pitchers out, um, getting them to perform at the top of their game. But Logan Webb, yeah, he's a promising young arm. Um, reminds me of Jake Peavy, just the way that he does it. Got a heavy, heavy sinking fastball. Both sides of the plate can command it. Um, does a nice job of actually elevating his sinker, believe it or not. I mean, this is the way the game is being played right now, elevating his pitches um, with purpose. Um, and so he's got three quality pitches, and he just he knows how to pitch. He's, not, he's similar to uh, Adrian Hauser in that. Um, not just a thrower anymore. Adrian Hauser isn't, um, and this kid's not just a thrower. This guy pitches with with really, you know, a live sinking fastball, good slider, good changeup. So, uh, yeah, the Brewers have had their hands full today. Eric Lauer's been pitching well with that cutter four seamer combo. He throws that about eighty percent of the time. Those two pitches about even splits with those forty forty. Um, but yeah, he's been really, really good. Uh, he's, he's been, he's been a nice surprise for this Brewers club. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty fair matchup, um, today. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and predict that the Giants are going to win. See if I can get some more of that reverse jinx voodoo magic going. Uh, seems like every time I pick against the Brewers, they come out on top. So maybe it'll happen again, uh, this time around. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. You can follow me there at ShortstopBall and Vinny at Vinny Retino. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.